1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
2: Hey, it's Mark Bergen from the Believe in Steelers podcast. I just wanted to hop on here to discuss the Steelers' decision to release six time Pro Bowl guard David DeCastro. He had made 124 starts for the team dating back to the 2012 season, and he is now a free agent. So I wanted to hop on here and give you my reaction to today's news. Uh, Ike is on the road right now, and so normally he would be joining us to explain why the Steelers made this decision. And so everything you hear after this during today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast, Ike and I recorded before the Steelers had decided to release David DeCastro. but a six-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro, a guy who helped pave the way, for Le'Veon Bell when he was doing his thing for the Steelers, too. But it saves the Steelers $8.75 million in cap space. And this is a player at 31 years old, probably still has some gas left in the tank. And when he's at the top of his game, DeCastro is as good as any offensive lineman in the game. Now, to me, this means it's even more likely that the Steelers will bring in Another Pro Bowl guard, Trey Turner, a player a little bit younger, but a player who struggled with injuries in the 2020 season when he played for the Chargers. We saw what Turner could do for the Carolina Panthers when he's a five-time Pro Bowler helping pave the way for Christian McCaffrey. So I think it's even more likely that the Steelers bring in Turner or another free agent to fill this void by DeCastro because you're talking about a Steelers offensive line that's going to see several different starters in 2021 compared to 2020. Remember Alejandro Villanueva is gone, Matt Filer is gone, Marquise Pouncey retired, and now David DeCastro is out. But Ike and I talked about this on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast with the with the first round draft pick of Alabama running back Najee Harris and this overhaul of the offensive line. You bring in Kendrick Green, a rookie out of Illinois. You're going to see the Steelers revamp their offensive line, revamp the running game. We will never see the Steelers finish last in the NFL in rushing ever again for the rest of our lifetimes. And I think that's what this move indicates, but you've got to fill the void that is left by DeCastro. Again, he was going to be owed about $8.75 million. This might open up salary cap space for players that you're going to have to sign beyond the season. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about the likes of a TJ Watt who's entering a contract season, maybe Minka Fitzpatrick further down the road. So... I know DeCastro hasn't participated in offseason activities, and last week there's a lot of questions people have of, okay, he's there, but why isn't he participating? There's been some rumors out there and reports out there that it might be his ankle, it might be his knee, but certainly the Steelers know what they're doing if they're going to decide to release a six-time Pro Bowl player at the offensive line position if they didn't have a plan. So whether that's Trey Turner or another free agent, Look for the Steelers to fill the void left by David DeCastro. So it's a little bit bittersweet. Someone who's been in a Steelers uniform since the 2012 season, beloved in Pittsburgh and a player who many felt if he continues on the trajectory in his career and can get back to that Pro Bowl level, David DeCastro could potentially be a future pro football Hall of Famer. But after 124 starts, He will now be in a new uniform come the 2021 season if he decides to play. So what I look for is where DeCastro winds up, who fills the void for DeCastro, whether that's Trey Turner or someone else. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. The question I have is when did the Steelers in the front office, whether it was Art Rooney, Kevin Colbert, if Mike Tomlin's involved in this conversation, when did they start get the inclination of, hmm, Maybe we should consider releasing David DeCastro. So I'd imagine these reports will all come out in the coming days and we'll get more clarity about this. But major blockbuster news with the Steelers and the release of David DeCastro. And so now if you listen to the Believe in Steelers podcast, the rest of today's recording and the rest of today's show was recorded before the news that David DeCastro was released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you for listening. I'm Mark Bergen, and enjoy the rest of the episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Ike, they've been rocking with us since day one. The NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs in full swing, and if you want to place a bet on the action, BetOnline is the place to do it.
1: We can't cheat on BetOnline, man. Since BetOnline been rocking with us since day one, we might as well go ahead on and say we married to them. So Bet Online, y'all ain't going nowhere. Y'all stuck with us forever.
2: Yeah, and we can't forget about baseball either. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch ahead, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. And welcome into another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion, twelve-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. It it feels like it's been about a month since I've last seen you and spoken to you. How are you doing today, my man?
1: I feel the same way. It's been like a week or something. I know we've been going back and forth, but it's it's been kind of short as far as like our conversations. But yeah. That's that's a good relationship we have, man, when it feels like it's been so long, but it really hasn't.
2: A lot to unpack on today's show, including Carl Massib announcing that he is gay. We will also discuss whether the Steelers should bring in another offensive lineman. Trey Turner, still out there in free agency. But we're going to start with the news that broke this morning, Ike. We're recording this on Thursday, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve The Steelers will host their training camp in Pittsburgh for a second consecutive season. And I'm going to be honest with you, when we had Donnie Druin of Sports Illustrated on about a year ago around this time he told us about how the people of pittsburgh really love visiting latrobe for them it's kind of like going to somewhere in the caribbean that's what they do on their vacations they go see steelers training camp at st vincent college in latrobe pennsylvania i'm a little bit bummed out but it's the league's decision and clearly the steelers wanted to be back where they've had training camp since 1967 What'd you make of the news this morning?
1: By the end of the day, you gotta keep the product safe. And your product is the players and the employees for the NFL. So yeah, the, the vaccinations are out. Um, it's just sad because even when I was playing, all you heard was from the fans, this is our vacation. We can't wait to this time of the year. We can't wait to tailgate. We can't wait to rent RVs. We can't wait to stay in hotels. We just can't wait. You know we spend and we save up for these 3 or 4 weeks when it came down to the Pittsburgh Steelers at Latrobe like we love sitting on the hill we love picnicking like that's that's what the Latrobe brought to the table far as from a stand a fan standpoint um but like i say the NFL got to protect their product and the product is the the players and the coaching staff so maybe next year uh, i'm sure it sucks because you, you you do like going down the hill signing autographs for the fans, taking pictures for the fans, seeing little kids, seeing grandmas, grandpas. It's a, it's a good experience. But um, from a higher-up standpoint, I get why it was denied. And just from you telling me this right now, man, you got to protect the product and the product got to play on the field because Pittsburgh is a prestige organization and you can't have guys not playing, especially your main guys.
2: I've seen reports that the Steelers team is above an 85% vaccination threshold. That's good news. I just feel bad for some of the businesses. And Ike, we've had great conversations about your training camp memories of, I know back in the day, and you always mentioned how Coach Tomlin gave you quite a long leash of some of the different establishments you would frequent in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And so that's really who I feel worse for. I kind of liken it to my experience is visiting Louisville, Kentucky for the Kentucky Derby. A lot of businesses in that area do the vast majority of their commerce during that big festivity or that big event. And certainly training camp is that for the people of Latrobe. And so hopefully the Steelers can return in 2022. You certainly understand the precautions that you want to be in place. And that's something that I know the NFL PA president, J.C. Treder of the Cleveland Browns, has done an excellent job in the interviews he's been in, explaining how a lot of the same protocols that existed during the 2020 season when player movement, team movement was a little bit more limited because we didn't have access to the vaccines and to make sure that people could stay safe in the off season. The team can only keep you for say three or four days at a time. And so just to ensure that there is player safety. And when I say three or four days at a time, I'm talking about OTAs and mini camp, not training camp, but because those same protocols aren't in place as there were during the 2020 season, when again, there was a lot more uncertainty of what exactly is going on with the pandemic. It makes sense that the league makes this decision. I am looking forward to, and it's going to make that 2022 return to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, all that much more sweet.
1: Yeah, it will. Like like you say, man, everything, this pandemic kind of, it's been a blessing and a curse for a lot of people for a lot of different things. You know, it, it has killed a lot of people. Um, it divorced a lot of families, but it has brought a lot of families together. Um, it's brought neighborhoods together. Um, you know, it's, it's, it made us kind of go back to things how, how things used to be. Um, I'm starting to see, you know, more people exercising and, and walking and biking and and, and kind of leaving their cars in the garage if everything is close by. So for me, like I say, man, this pandemic has been a blessing and a curse for for different reasons, a lot of different reasons, but. For the most part, man, we, we, we kind of like we're growing as a country. Um, we're innovating our thoughts, you know, even with commercials, even with the deliveries, even with the grocery stores, even with the, with the, with the shopping. Um, we always talk about young kids and we say, man, it, it's a reason why we say young kids have a beautiful mind because they always think outside the box. And the older you get, as 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 adults, we kind of get stuck in our ways and we kind of stop thinking outside the box. A lot of what these young kids have been doing, what they've been saying is what we're doing during this pandemic, you know? So that's that's what I do love about this pandemic, for the most part, other than deaths and people getting sick. But as um, far as, like, the NFL and what they're doing, again, you know, I'm, I'm going to start recording the same record. I just feel like they got to protect their product and the product is their players.
2: Like glass half full Mark optimistic Mark is out today because it is Friday Eve. You could taste the weekend. It's almost here. So I'm going to go glass half full with everything that you've been saying so far, but we will move. We will move on the Steelers. I saw a report that Trey Turner, a pro bowl guard took a visit and visited the team. He's still a free agent. And the question bears Is it worth the Steelers bringing him in as a free agent? My two cents worth is this. You've got a young second year player in Kevin Dotson who's going to start at left guard. And at right guard, you have David DeCastro who I hope returns to form. I know he's had some lingering, I don't even know if I want to say problems at this point with it, with a knee. And I know that in some of the OTAs, he didn't participate. But unless it's an issue with DeCastro, I don't want to stunt the growth of Dobson. Maybe the Steelers add some depth along the line, but if you're a five-time Pro Bowler, you expect to be on the field. So that's my two cents worth. What say you about Trey Turner?
1: Uh, I'm looking at it for the right price because I still got to sign a few guys. The, the guys we mentioned, I still got to sign the Jujus. I still got to sign the Cash Rose, I still got to sign the TJ, the TJ Watts. So I'm looking at it. From a front office and a business standpoint, I would love to have Trey Turner for depth, but it got to be for the steal and the right price. He got to he, he got to want to come here for a discount, and there is no telling what Trey wants right now when it comes down to the money part. Um, as far as like depth, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kevin Dotson rock. You know, I'm gonna let Kevin. Um, I feel like he's grown since last year. He's matured. If you want to talk about a, a another. Another gem that the Pittsburgh Steelers have found in that draft, that's Kevin. So with with Trey, yes, he's a five-time pro bowler, and all that is good and dandy. But how how I look at it, Trey got to want to come to Pittsburgh for a discount, and if not, they're going to rock with Kevin Dotson.
2: Yeah, and I just think that if he comes on a discount on a shortened deal, Is he getting on the field to prove that he can get back to that Pro Bowl level? He dealt with injuries this past season playing for the Chargers. They let him go, but we'll see if Turner can return to that Pro Bowl form that we saw for many years in Carolina, helping pave the way for CMC Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, you want more depth. I'm never going to argue with wanting the lineman up front that can dominate the line of scrimmage. I'm never going to argue that. I'm never gonna argue that, but I hope that if you do bring him in, you're not stunting the growth of Kevin Dotson. And the best way to develop as a player is getting those game reps. There's nothing that can really replicate
1: that. Don't don't forget, Coach T does a he does a good job of shifting players. So just because we're looking at Trey as the guard, ain't no telling what they'll do with Kevin as a moving him to tackle. So that's that's what I do know. Like coach Mm -hmm. Coach, he's one of those guys who thinks outside the box you know you 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 get bud don't forget bud dupree and tj there was they was playing opposite at first then he switched them over like i feel like but then he wound up putting he wound up matchmaking. you know what okay since tj kind of like to do his thing and cam really is by the book i'm gonna put tj and cam on the same side um and i'm gonna put bud and and, and to it on the same side so don't 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 get this twisted like coach always he's very strategic in his thinking. So if they do bring Trey in, that doesn't mean uh, Kevin is not going to have uh, a position on the field, a starting position on the field. You got to watch and kind of see the big picture on Coach Tim. What he's thinking.
2: Hank Taylor with the eagle eye, right there. I, you <laughs> notice these that you notice these things that I wouldn't otherwise notice. Then you pointed out, and it's like, how did I not see that before?
1: And hey, that's that's just. I try to think like a coach, bro. And and when, when I see the moves getting made, about to be made, okay, he's getting Trey because, all right, so he can move Kevin to, to guard or he might feel like I can move uh, trade to tackle. So that's, that's how I look at it.
2: Yeah, and Kendrick Green, the rookie coming in from Illinois, looks to be the center of the future, oh, yeah. filling that 100%. void by Marquise Pouncey. So I want to keep him at the center position and getting comfortable there because he does have experience there, had more experience at the collegiate level at the guard position. So I want him at center and I want him focusing at the center position. Whereas, like, I, I know he's capable of playing guard, but I want him to get comfortable playing one position at the NFL, especially coming in as a rookie this upcoming season. And, again, I go back to unless DeCastro is dealing with injuries that we're unaware of right now. Ike, we talked about it. it was either last week or the week before of his contracts coming up, too. If he gets back to an all-pro level, we know how excited we are about Najee Harris in the backfield. Oh, man, we might have action. Like I'm going to say this right now. Last season will be the last time. That the Pittsburgh Steelers will finish last in the NFL in rushing for the rest of our lifetimes.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's coming from 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 Mr. Rooney. Mr. Rooney said it himself. We will not. We will not. We will not finish last in rushing ever again. That's that's what we're not known for, and that's something we won't do. I'm um, getting back to this offensive line, though. I'm looking at the Castro. I'm looking at Trey. So I'm looking at the Castro and Trey. And I'm looking at a young um god dog. What's the city name again? Uh Kendrick Green out of Illinois. I'm looking at Kendrick Green. So if I got two veteran guys sitting in the guard position, Kendrick Green will feel more comfortable and safe from calling plays. Uh he will have help from the inside when it comes down to trying to diagnose defense and who the mic is from a trade turner or the Castro, move Kevin Dotson and company. To the outside, I can see that happening.
2: Yeah. And Zach Banner is going to be back at right tackle. Looks like Chuks or Corafor is going to be the left tackle right now. But like I said off the top, I'm not going to argue about adding depth at either line position. Like, let's get dudes who can just maul opposing either defenders or offensive linemen up front. A lot of good free agents still available. Richard Sherman still out there. Steven Nelson from the Steelers, still free agent. And then another tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, who is on the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of, still a lot of good free agents. And as we move into training camp and get into the preseason, inevitably there's always some injuries. I'd imagine that each of those players will be on an NFL roster come week one of the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, Tom Mattel. We'll see. That, that was just a visit, but like I said, I think Trey f- – for Trey, I don't know if he's looking for some cheese and in the free agents that Pittsburgh have coming up with the TJs and the, and the Cash Rows and the Jujus. Tom Mattel, when it comes down to that, but if Trey gives Pittsburgh a discount, I'm sure Pittsburgh would definitely take. It.
2: Okay, we will move on to our next subject topic. Las Vegas Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib announced he- – that he's gay, and he becomes the first active NFL player to mm. do so. And I, this was surprising to me. I did some basic math. There are more than 26,000 players that have played in the NFL in the league's 101-year right. history. Right. And we'll get into this conversation a little bit based on my experience. I'm a University of Missouri grad with Michael Sam. I'm right. just surprised this didn't happen sooner, considering you've got 32 teams in the league, 53-man rosters. That's nearly 1,700 active players at any given time. To me, when I first read this headline, it's like, wait a second. Wasn't it Michael Sam? Remember, Michael Sam didn't play in a regular season game. He did play in the preseason for the Rams, made the practice squad for the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys, but never played in a regular season game. Again, to me, I was just surprised that this hadn't happened already.
1: Yeah, this this subject, for the guys who are – you, some guys like to be in private, you know, they 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 don't want everybody in a business. They feel like they don't have to open up to the world because this, this ain't the first time, you know, somebody has been gay in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, I've played against or probably had a teammate who was, but heck if there was, oh, well, you know, it was, it's all love and respect. You know, it's just, as long as you don't cross that line with guys who are not, and that's how guys look at. It. But if that's if that's what you want to do, bro, as long as you happy, go for it, you know. And that's and that's how I looked at it from a teammate perspective, or coming from a teammate perspective. Um, by the end of the day, we all cross all different walks of life, and if that's if that's the road you choose to go down, go down that road, bro. Um, by the end of the day. I still need you on this field. You know, I still need the help on this field. I still need you to get low down and dirty. I still need you to be that Tarzan on this field. You know what I'm saying? So, um, your personal life is your personal life, whether you want it to be private or whether you want it to be public. That's on you, you know. You're the first actively. You're not going to be the last. So, in this, and this is basically what any sport. So, for him to choose... That he want to go public, is it's it's all good, you know. But you got to be that comfortable in your skin, and, and timing is everything, you know. I think a, a a lot of people, whether you're a male or a female, man, you just get comfortable. You you start you start to see it more out in the open. Um, it's just it's just the time for for that right now. People are just tired of being in private, you know. They're tired of hiding. And I get it, but this been going on for years, you know, this been going on for centuries, you know, it's, 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 it's not in the closet as it was back in the day, you know, it's being more accepted. Now, um, just look at TV commercials, you know, just, just look at movies, look at Netflix. They have scenes, some kind of scene in, in a Netflix or in a commercial. So it's just being more, you know, acceptable now on, 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 on being gay, but for, for Carl, man, he wound up having number one selling jersey in two days. That's what I did. See, (laughs) that's what I did. See, so, um, I mean, kudos to Carl, man, for, for coming out. He didn't have to do it. He just chose to do it. So, and you, you gotta, you gotta understand when you do it, what comes with the territory. So, um, By the end of the day, it's still all about playing football. If if he if he's a dog and a monster and playing football, who cares? Yep. You know, and and even if he not, who cares? That's that man, personal business. That's what he want to do. So whatever floats his boat, whatever makes he happy, whatever makes him happy, go for it. Mm
2: -hmm. And on a hundred thousand dollar donation to the Trevor Project and organization aimed at preventing suicide prevention among LGBTQ youth in America. It's a an issue I studied for a cross-cultural journalism project. Uh, went back during my studies at the University of Missouri, Ike, and in large U.S. cities, a lot of youth don't have the support system that they need because they might be raised in homes that aren't understanding of that. And I, I don't want to go too far, you know, right. into, you know, how does this relate to football, but – I'd encourage any of our listeners to either go listen to or read the work by the late NPR reporter Margot Adler, who has done several stories on this issue. And speaking of my Missouri studies, uh, Michael Sam, when he came out, when I was in school, it was pretty well known on campus that he was gay and no one cared. He was still beloved. But what ended up happening was a lot of his teammates knew he was gay. People around campus knew he was gay because he would go to an LGBTQ friendly bar called uh, the SoCo Nightclub in downtown Columbia. It's now defunct. It's no longer there. He he went there quite a bit. And a lot of the, re- the reporters knew that he was gay in advance of the 2013 season. And so during that 2013 season, when he wins SEC Defensive Player of the Year, his media availability was limited, and part of it was there was a class conflict of when they had media availability with players. but there were several reporters who knew in and of advance that that was to be the that he was gay, and they wanted to interview him about it but instead of just outing him, they wanted to be able to have him speak for himself about that, and honestly. I, I give my Mizzou community a ton of credit for that instead of just outing him without actually talking to him first. And so... Kudos, kudos,
1: he, kudos yeah. for, kudos for the, the Mizzou community when it comes down to the media because egos could have been a part of that. Oh, I'm about to be the first. Yep.
2: The first but one the to fact, break the story,
1: yep. The fact that they had... And which is, <laughs> which is some kind of heart, because the media can be cold-hearted, yep. whether it's the truth or not the truth. Somebody always want to be the first on breaking something, the news. But um, the fact that the Mizzou media community let that man let him let him do it on his own, that says a lot, bro. So kudos to to the Mizzou you know, media community for, for for letting Michael Sam be the first, you know, to do it instead yeah. of looking for a breaking news story.
2: Yeah, well, I gotta argue it's the world's best journalism school being an alum from there. But when that happened to and, and Michael Sam didn't work out in the league, part of it was you know, a poor NFL combine performance. He was kind of a tweener size. He wasn't quite big enough to be a defensive end, but he was under uh, he he was oversized to be a linebacker. And when he did have his chances in practice and in preseason, there was inconsistent play. But when when that happened, I remember where it was just like it. it was not by any means a secret among people who were pretty plugged in uh, across the, the University of Missouri campus. At least yes. when that story came out, it was it was really a surprise to really none of us, and, and we didn't care. We didn't care because, honestly, like he was one of my favorite athletes to watch at Mizzou. I, I remember one fall afternoon he had three sacks against the University of Florida, and he had this trademark fist pump after every sack. And you talk about getting a, a, a stadium, tens of thousands of people fired up oh my lord it it was awesome to watch it's phenomenal
1: no i mean when you're a good football player i don't care what you are and that's (laughs) about the end of the day man are you productive and if he and he was productive at mizzou so that his personal life that ain't got nothing to do with playing ball so Man, as as long as you wanted the boys on the field and we all being productive and we all got one goal, that's when the games are trying to get to championships, national championships, and you're a big contributor because Michael Sam was a big contributor. I get it. Whatever you want to do in your personal life, man, that's your personal life, and I've always been there.
2: Yeah, Nassib entering his sixth season, his second with the Raiders. He's under contract with Las Vegas for the next two years, and so... He's He'll make history, barring injury, Ike, that he'll be the first openly active gay player in the NFL to take a regular season snap. So we'll see that in 2021. And again, off the top, like I said, I was just considering all the players that have played in the NFL. I was surprised this didn't happen sooner. Did some research before the pod, too. There have been 15 players that have come out after their NFL careers were over as well. So you're exactly right there Ike in terms of in your 12 years in the league, you likely played against someone who is gay at some point in time whether they were out publicly. So It's all good. Ike, Ike, this is always a lot of fun on a week in and week out basis and before we get to our final thoughts, I want to give a tease to our listeners and our viewers. We're going to have our first two-time guest of the Believe It Steelers podcast on next week's episode. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. He's a friend of the show. I cannot wait to have on next week's guest.
1: Right. No, I don't I don't want to spoil it. Y'all almost made me say it. So, <laughs> you know, y'all almost slipped up and said it. But, yeah, make sure y'all tune in. You know, we we, we got a guy that y'all like kind of, kind of Aki, you know, kind of weird. Got, a, got like a Pittsburgh accent. So, yeah. But he's it, going to be fun. So, make sure y'all tune in next week and a couple of weeks after that. Want to give a huge shout out to Bet Online for rocking with us. Got to give a shout out to Brinks TV, Miss Courtney and company. Um, got to give a major shout out to my dog right here, Mark. You know, Berg has been rocking with me since day one. Believe in Stillers Podcast and believe in podcast for believing and giving Mark and I a chance. Make sure y'all review. Give us five star. Give us that five star. Put put a comment down there. Make sure that's positive. Also, give us again another five star. Not a four and a half. Now four point seven five. We need that five every time, you know. But want to thank all the viewers and listeners for just tuning to tuning in to us, uh, Mark and I, on the weekly at the Believe and Stillers podcast.
2: Yeah, Ike. Make sure they give you five stars. The viewers and listeners can roast me. That's fine. I could take the heat.
1: I don't. I don't mind getting roasted. Just they gotta understand I'll roast them right back, though.
2: I love it. I love it. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care, and so long, everybody.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,